president. I he's think that's the what they call him. Yeah. yeah, he's the leader of France. Um, well, his wife, Brigitte, she is suing um, these people over false claims that she was born male. They, oh, I read about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got to talk about that. And we have all kinds, of, we, just like something that we've been on a little tangent about for the past three weeks. And this book, no, book bands. Oh, book bands. So, and, and the book bands are now coming back with, you know, they're now. There we go. Now they're really sketchy. Oh, I know. It really is. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, the book bans. And then we also talked about Boozy one week. And then we also talked about J.K. Rowling, which we're talking about stuff, uh, unrelated stuff to those things. And also we're going to go to Chechnya. Chechnya. We, we just have uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and, and body issue, body positivity. Body, body, body. We just have a whole, whole array of Corner topics copia. to talk about. Pe- to talk about but as our first topic as i like to do after the clink let's talk about two things that we've taken from the past week Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. What was that? Ooh, that needs to be like a sound effect well, I feel like we're in agreement on it being like the surreal world right now in a total B movie. Yeah. Yes. Like pandemic B movie. Yeah. That, that's my takeaway for the week. Like, what, what is happening here? Yes. Yes. So, what are two? Okay, so that's, that's your one. first that's one. Good. What's your other one? Two takeaways from the past week. It was Christmas, so there should be some takeaway. Christmas, uh, Christmas. Well. I don't know. I've been all over the map with emotions. I'll just say that, you know. Well, that's what you took away from it. The holiday is emotional for you. I just got to say, givers have to have limits because takers don't have any. Right. And that's my only takeaway from the week. That's a good one. How about you, Elderberry? Player's going to play and hater's going to hate. Okay. Perfect. That's one, and that is so true. Do you care to elaborate? I do. There's somebody suing Taylor Swift over those words. Really? Because they sang them in a similar song, and this is sketching me out so badly. But yeah, that player's going to play and hater's going to hate. Okay, okay. And what were yours? Taylor Swift, well, oh, oh, that was the two and one. I see how that was. My two, my first one was that... Children do not care about the gifts. All they want to do is unwrap the gift. Yes. <laughs> we had I two kids at ours for Christmas, and the, both of them are great, our great niece and great nephew. And both of them, well, one of them sitting there, and he's opening it, and he's like, oh, wow, yeah. But the girl, she's like three, and she's like, yeah. Oh. And she opens it up, and she's like, oh, awesome. Tosses. Puts it away, and then starts, more? Where's more? She wanted to pick up everybody else's present and open them. I'm like, okay, Christmas is not about, at certain ages, of certain young ages, Christmas is not about what the present is. It's about, if I would have known that, I would have, like, so many empty boxes I would have wrapped for her. You could have tossed a couple quarters in one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Toss some candy in it or something mm-hmm. like that. Or some cigarettes. Here, kid, take some cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> you two are just too much. 
<laughs> that was that Excuse funny. Excuse me, that was that funny. Sponsored by M. That was that funny. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by COPD. Sponsored and that's by Cop Detroit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, kids, that's why you shouldn't be smoking. <laughs> or vaping, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Those ironic messages. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first thing I took from this week. And the second I t- thing I took from this week was I'm I'm like out of shape and I need to get back more in shape because because I also I got like I got clothes which is what I asked for because I've gained weight I asked for larger clothes <laughs> the same kind shirts so and then and I was so happy about it and that makes me feel old because I'm just so happy about it and then also a workout kit but it's more of the resistant bands the resistance bands they um the Suzanne Summers Thigh Master no they're bands and you put them on you feed it through this thing where you have both sides of the bands and you have handles to hold them and then it goes up to the door and so then you use that to pull back to do crunches which that's what I need to do <laughs> more is crunches less Captain Crunch more Self Crunch and doing them I mean I did a good amount but I was still like oh my goodness I am so worn out you want to do something really wear you out go to the monkey bars oh so my gosh try to do that oh gosh I don't know I would have to start I would have to start with my inhaler I can conquer any anything oxygen now. Oxygen up on the side. Can yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a mini tank, not one of those heavy tanks. Can you get like one of those mini trampolines at the bottom so when you inevitably fall, you just bounce back up and you can yes. like, grab <laughs> again? Oh, one of those small round trampolines. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, so let's talk some local stuff since we have our two things this week done. Locally, there's all kind of shout outs that we want to give, but also there's just local um, updates and what's happening, you know. Bricks and bouquets. Yes, bricks and bouquets. What's that? That's what we're going to give. Yes. Some people get a brick. Some people get a bouquet. Yeah. So, so I like this house on church. I just, I just they saw, get a bouquet. Yes, they get a bouquet. House on church. They actually um, were really good because they were on the news today. Even I saw uh, Blue Woods, and they had COVID hit the house at some point. So they have shut. They have had it shut down, and they're going to reopen on New Year's Eve, and they're going to have Miss Tiffany from the eighties. I think we're alone now. They're going to have their blue lalas varieties. And they're going to have Miss April Fresh. Yes. April Fresh is going to be performing with Tiffany and varieties at the House on Church, which is on Church Street in downtown Orlando. That is so awesome. But they did the responsible thing with closing up because of the safety for everybody. Yes, they did. They did. Through this whole COVID, through 2020 and 2021, blue is like palms. Blue is exemplary. Exemplary where they, if if there's COVID that comes in, even one person, they close down. Um, Palms during all during COVID had curbside service. Yes. And Gregory Post is doing fabulous. Yes. Yes, it's it's really great whenever people are you know caring about people, other people, other people's health. You know, Palms has been extremely caring, like yes. especially to my family. So I Vanessa, have to give them a huge shout out. Vanessa's daughter works at Palms. Yes, 
she has now employed that Palms. Yay. I think that's great. And she loves it. And unfortunately, like... And that's not something you hear her say through her jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear her say, I love it, through her other jobs. <laughs> she did just turn 18. <laughs> yeah. But you still never hear her say, I love it. And uh, Palm has offered to help our family very much this past week while, you know, the week before while she was struggling with it. And, you know... Um, I just can't say enough good things about her. She's a wonderful lady. Right. Palm is great. Just happy. I mean, just hip, hip, hooray for Palm. So we also have, I was going to say, anything else that we want to say? Southern Nights is having a New Year's Eve bash. Um, I think it's a little pricey to get in, but it's supposed to be all you can drink. But um, but they're going to, but they are having a big, huge New Year's Eve bash like everyone else is. And, and uh, Stonewall is doing theirs. There's no cover at Stonewall. It's uh, $20 yes. if you're 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a champagne toast at midnight. I think there's drag shows every 25 minutes in a random, I don't know. Oh, that sounds fun. There's a lot. That is really good. And also about Stonewall, Monday nights are Unity Nights with Carbon, Cavalli, and also Eros Gemini. And they're doing a Fuego Night on Tuesdays. At Stonewall? Yeah. Oh, right. It's going to be some changes. So, but no, but it's staying gay. Right. And then we also have Nima, who's doing his. Oh, I don't know what he's doing on Friday, but with Amor. He does his Amor, and um, he also just does other Latin nights also other around. At Southern. Yes. Southern. Yes. And, and then District Dive. District Dive. Right. Speaking of Southern. I was just talking about District Dive today. I was just talking about District Dive, Savoy, um, you know, and different bars to Paul today to yep. my partner. And I was like, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> but it wasn't important. It was neither here nor there. I was just talking about the different bars that were around and their happy hours. That's what I was more so talking about right but yes and there's also savoy where you can get lots of things and have lots of fun <laughs> they have adult accessories in a vending machine what oh, oh my god that's right isn't it what more do you need i was about to say every neighborhood here has an awesome like new place to like drink like we have commissioned beer chamber over in the hourglass district. That's how I smoked cigarettes <laughs> when I was 16, was I at the vending machine. Oh, those were so Where great. I worked, there was a vending machine. In this restaurant, there was a vending machine. It was a restaurant hotel, and there was a vending machine in it. And I would that's where I would go, and I would get my cigarettes because I was too young too young to buy that them over the, the counter. That was the staple of all minors. Like, <laughs> there was always a cigarette machine in some random, unseen place in some dive bar where nobody could see you buying them. I always right. thought that was interesting and you're paying like full-blown price for them it's like oh my gosh <laughs> i miss i miss those types of things although whenever they had them at parliament house they we oh, use them there i'm like house. oh my gosh there is like so much yes they're going to make parliament house is gone right now but I know. and on the land they're going to make at a 400 unit apartment complex called it yeah, <laughs> called it. Yep, we talked about it before. Is it going to be affordable, though, or is this another, like, half a million it's dollar housing project that's, like... They're revitalizing that whole... 400,000 yeah. and up for that whole for and up. Yeah. Okay. That whole area they are... It's going to have views of downtown. It's going to have views of the Citrus Bowl. It's on a lake. It's actually prime property. Yeah. It's really sad that the owners that had it previously didn't treat it like that. 
Right. But speaking of the owners that had it previously, they are, um, they, they posted this week. They did. Yes, they posted this week. And it was that Parliament House is letting every just to give an update to everybody that they are looking forward to opening, that they have run into different obstacles that push them back a little bit. You know, just timelines, the way timelines are, they it don't well, work out. all permitting in the city of Orlando. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. But did they say how they're doing it? Is it going to be like a sliding scale income is it going to be like <laughs> oh <laughs> like, seriously are they gentrifying the neighborhood and pricing um, people out or are no. they actually working out some sort no. of affordable but house the no. house is going downtown on the Parliament house the the club is right. revamping itself downtown so it's avenue over um over in the side uh sat comedy lab oh okay i know where that's at that's yeah there. across the street from corona cigar okay and the beach yes Wow, that's still the Beecham? Yes. Welcome to it. Yes. I'm back. <laughs> back in the New York groove. <laughs> I know when you were talking about Stonewall, I was like, wait, there's a Stonewall here too. Yeah, yeah, not, it's not the same Stonewall, but it's just a stone, not Stonewall, New York. <laughs> New York City. Or Stonewall, Jackson. Right. Or, yeah. Right. So, to get on into our topics. Yes, please. Hot let's topics. Let's talk about topics. Hot topics. The first thing is, we have been talking about book bans. Um, in book Texas, bans. there was how many? 850 books that mm -hmm. were banned, I believe it was. Um, um, well, this, this week, we're going to talk about Virginia. Virginia. And conservative parents in Virginia, they um, they push for these book bans to happen. And what's happening is it's making reading cool again. <laughs> Always. Because uh, just in a nutshell, what they're doing is they're wanting these bans. And because of the hype out of, out of the ban of the books, then the kids are like, well, I want to know what these books are about. So they end up going on and they end up going out and finding the book. And then hashtag Kindle, exactly. hashtag Audible, mm -hmm. hashtag Amazon. Wow, they don't even have to go anywhere. So the county, it is Spotsylvania County <laughs> in Virginia. My aunt this, used to live there. In Spotsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> I got it now. Wow. <laughs> so wow, in early November, they they were like they wanted to purge all objectionable books, uh, objectionable books from the scholastic jurisdiction. So out of the books that they did, 172 were gay books. Two of them were heterosexual books. To quote Alanis, isn't it ironic? That the people that are against cancel culture are canceling culture? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. One of the books was called 33 Snowfish, and it was a 2003 novel concerning a trio of runaway teens and all sorts of sorted kiddish behavior. Um, Coming of age novel. They believe that had, what happened was the parents, they believe, oh, well, heavy themes of poverty, addiction, and abuse have no place in the sanctums of learning, and therefore the book needed to go. So... In comes Paul, oh, I hope I got this right. In comes Paul Simrot. <laughs> C 
C-Y-M-R-O-T. Paul Simrot. We'll, we'll just call him Paul. In comes Paul. He heard about the meeting. He tracks down as many copies as he could. And um, when he, he found out that the book was never really in the school library, come to find out. It was on the list of, people, of them to be banned. It was never in the school library. And it's barely in print. So he found, th- um, how many did he find of them? I can't remember. He didn't, oh, I didn't say how many he found, but he got as many as he could. And he, you know, of course, it was some was for selling because it's a bookstore. And then the others he had on loaner so people could read it. And he's like, the demand has come up so high because of the books that are being banned that he's going out and finding. Mm-hmm. Is this a taxpayer expense? I'm just wondering. Yes, I mean it's it a little bit of history repeating. Exactly, it's but and it's not the propeller heads this time. And someone even in in um in it, somebody even mentioned one of the parents talked about oh they well, we should burn them, and they're like no that's going a bit too far that you know that's going a bit that too far. That's not to say exactly, wow. <laughs> exactly. But not some, to call a spade a say. Parent but. in Virginia, some conservative parent in Virginia. It did stand up at the meeting and said that they should be burned. Well, put your kid in a private school if you're that tortured about what they see and hear outside your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the rest uh-huh. of the free world doesn't mm-hmm. have to acquiesce to you. What were you going to say? It's, it's how authoritarians take over. Yes, that's true. That's true. They get rid of the books. They tell you what you can and can't be. They try to mold you into it. And if that doesn't work, they'll put you someplace and do something to you. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of people that have something done to them. The Olympics? <laughs> no. The Macrons. <laughs> oh, she's altered. The Macrons. So, Emmanuel Macron, Emmanuel he is Macron. the president of France, as, we, as we said at the beginning of the story. His wife, Brigitte, is suing over false claims that she was born a male. Is this the son in London? Is that who she's suing? Because they're notorious for printing slander. Um, or waiting till they're sued to like recant. <laughs> well, I did. They didn't say exactly what, <laughs> who she was suing, because it just said, "Oh, it was published on a far right website in September, was. and then it got circulated by conspiracy theorists." Oh, that's the Marie Le Pen over there. So yeah. they have a name and everything. Her, the rumors claim that she was born male under the name Jean Michel Trujena. <laughs> I thought they had really tight libel laws over there. Well, that's well, why she's do. suing. Exactly. <laughs> so the name. So the name ended up trending on social media with tens of thousands of mentions. And so a mother of her, a mother who is for Mrs. Macron, and she is a mother of three adult children from her first marriage, is taking action. I'm like, yay for you. <laughs> Just outright slander people. And a lot of they, the lies about it, they're, by, they're spread by accounts opposed to her husband, president. It is president. I thought it was. Yeah. So basically, they've been, that's just so hilarious. I just think it's that's It's like saying Wendy Williams is a man. I mean, seriously. True. True. Or saying, you know, or saying Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson were one and the same. Do you remember that? Yes. Rumor? <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> Can you really, you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh, oh, yes. Scream era. Yes, it sure was. Mm-hmm. That's why they did Scream. <laughs> That's exactly why they did to show that we are we <laughs> have to be in the so same sense. place at the same time, even though we're both these multi-million artists. <laughs> That's why they called it Scream. That's exactly. That's exactly. But that, lo- that level of fame, it just turns into crazy. Yes, it does. Rumor has it we get a new Britney album though. That would be good. It would be nice to hear Britney album free, you know, how she's free and hear. Ooh, it's going to be hardcore bitter. I hope so. I think she should do it. I think she should too. I'd be for it. I'll support it. (laughs) It'll probably be her first album where she has actual creative control. Yeah. Yeah. So also talking about places that are like dictatorship and get into that process, you know. Um, in Chechnya, I love that word. In Chechnya, these gay brothers that are detained in there, they go, they're gone on a hunger strike. So basically, there is a local LGBTQ rights group that's called Russia LGBTQ, and they're beginning a hunger, oh, <laughs> what's happening? They're, they're beginning a hunger strike after the judge denied their request to move their case to another region. Yeah. So what happened was they had fled the rush. The um, they had fled a semi-autonomous is what it's autonomous. Called. Autonomous. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know words. Are all words. But the semi-autonomous region in Russia, they fled it in 2020, but then they were forcibly returned to Chechnya on terrorism-related charges. They caught them flying out and just... No, they're gay. Because in Chechnya... Yeah, but they started cracking down on that like 10 years ago. Right, right. And, and the president repeats that Chechnya is home only to straight people. That there are, just like Iran, that there is no gay people that are here. There's a whole organization called Rainbow Rainbow, a Rainbow Railroad, which uh-huh. helps get them out of the country safely. Say that five times fast. Rainbow, Rainbow Railroad, Rainbow, Rainbow Railroad, Rainbow Railroad. Yeah, that was three times, but hey, it was good. Yeah, they're trying to save them. Good. Uh, David France actually did a movie called Welcome to Chechnya, which huh. won awards and for the book and the movie about their plight. Oh, wow. Huh. He went and actually filmed helping one person get out and get away. And really? What, what they had to go through is harrowing. Absolutely harrowing. Just to live not their to life be confused life. with heroin. And that's just one rescue. Or Dan all those people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dan, he's still alive. Yes. In Palm Springs. No, <laughs> no. Oh yes, that's where everybody. Oh yes, that's the place to be. Oh, <laughs> what manners! <laughs> oh my gosh, did oh, you yeah, see that on the local beach. news about what manners? Some some guy hit and ran and like killed like two kids. I oh, think. I read that. Oh my gosh, I was like, I just in Wilton Manors, I hope it's not a gay. Wait, what? Any, any kid is bad. I hope it's not a gay. Okay. Well, it's in Wilton Manors, which is predominantly gay. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought I heard something totally different. What'd you hear? I want to know. I just we can't. We can't. <laughs> oh, okay. If we can't hear talk, if we can't say what, uh, if you can't, if it's not ready, like radio. Like would sing, walk on. Yes. <laughs> walk on. So boozy, we talked about boozy, boozy not long bad. ago, and he he thinks that the victims of R. Kelly's abuse and stuff, he thinks that they were exaggerating their abuse allegations. Oh wait, it got better. And he's just like, oh, R. Kelly just likes young girls. 
I'm like, what? Later on in that interview, he said, I like him young, too. Yep. Nope. Yep. Yep, he said, this is how I feel about that. Everyone was, everything was pushed to another level. You know, I feel like R. Kelly just likes young girls. And all that stuff, seducing, kidnapping, and all that stuff in somebody's house. If you leave a girl at the house and you go on tour for two weeks and she don't go nowhere, that girl ain't been kidnapped. <laughs> She's waiting on daddy to come home. You know, that girl ain't been kidnapped. She hasn't been sexualized if she's been in bed with three, four women. I'm just like, wait right. a minute. She hasn't been taken advantage of because she's willing. He's just like, oh my gosh. That's this. That's what he's saying. I feel like the meme where the girl goes, the what? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe that? <laughs> just, yeah. I, I didn't think he could get any lower because before he defended, he was defending, um, mm -hmm. who was the one? I'm from Rolling Loud. Yes. Mm -hmm. He was defending him with his anti-gay and anti-trans rhetoric. The baby. The baby, yes. Okay. Duh. Duh, baby. Yeah, I know, I know. There's two different ones, and apparently they're going to make sense. No, bye and someone else uh, since we're talking well actually here we are just about to get here so talk about it talk about it talk about it it is at the it is you know we are at like 28 minutes after the hour so oh. it's getting up to the midterm of the hour so that means that we do have to little have to have a little bit of teaching and knowledge oh, bestowed yes. upon you listeners and that involves taking a history lesson with your gay history 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 acts <laughs> so this week your gay history is brought to you by Desmond Tutu God bless Reverend Desmond Tutu. yes he just recently passed like very recently passed and so I thought it would be nice to give some history on what he's about because some people may think that he might just be a ballerina with the last name of Tutu no. if they don't know uh, some of the children may not know who he is and you know what would you think if oh Desmond Tutu I know her I mean that's fair I bet my 11 year old probably has no idea unfortunately exactly and he has a history of fighting for gay and lesbian rights big time in well, addition Human rights. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just apartheid. He, I mean, he was a major human rights icon. Exactly. He's actually the most high-profile African religious leader to support LGBTQ plus rights. And then in more recent years, he started advocacy on issues of sexuality. Um, he just really has done a lot. Well, backstory, he was in apartheid South Africa. Yes, that's going back. Yes, he was in apartheid South Africa and in the early 1990s. He, um, he was the chair of Truth and Reconciliation, which sought to end deal with crimes under apartheid and to bring about uh, justice and stuff. Uh, he was Archbishop of Cape Town, and he retired yep. from there in 1996. In more recent years, he's done advocacy, like I was saying, on issues of sexuality, in particular gay and lesbian rights. Um, for instance, in 2013, um, he basically said that he would rather go to hell than the homophobic heaven. Absolutely. It's like... That is like one of the coolest quotes. I would rather go to hell than a homophobic heaven. You know, so he's, and basically what he's saying by that is, you know, that he is 
you know, that it doesn't matter, you know, that if God, you know, you can't tell someone that God made them and then God made them this way and you can't put that down. Yeah, he's had that stance since the mid 80s. Exactly. Exactly. He um he meant he talked about he used the same words to describe homophobia and heterosexism. Um, apartheid's most blasphemous aspect is that it can make a child of God doubt that he is a child of God. For that reason alone, it deserves to be condemned as heresy. Exactly. And he said that about apartheid, but then he said that also in the ultimate, not the same exact words, but in the same sentiment about homosexuality and heterosexism. It's just being human. Exactly. He also wrote that it was an ultimate blasphemy to make lesbian and gay people doubt whether they were truly children of God and whether their sexuality was part of how they were created by God. Exactly. You know, he, you know, people still need to work on, you know, their attitudes towards that and stuff. But this was a man that, you know, in, in South Africa, the Anglican Church, they're still struggling with gay issues. And in 2015, his daughter, I don't it's M-P-H-O. Y'all can try it. Mpho. 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 I'm going to call her Mpho. 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 Info. I think it's pronounced pho. No. The M is silent. And P-H-O? Uh-huh. M-P-H-O. Oh, I didn't hear the M part. It's African. Um, so, Info Tutu, her daughter had to, she was an ordained priest, and she had to give up her ordained because she married a woman. So oh, it, that's right. She did. Yes. So, I mean, it goes back to home with him also. I mean, he's living what he's preaching. Yeah. Or he, no, I'm sorry. He was living what he was preaching. He's not anymore. But his preaching should go on and on, which is why we have this moment of your, your gay history. history. And you know, if you want to catch past episodes and listen to past past episodes of Your Gay History, you can find it at www.homohappyhour.com. Ooh, going there right now. <laughs> yes, you can. You sure can. Yeah, it's, so, nice, it's nice to have Vanessa back after like... 40 episodes. I know. So tell us, Vanessa. Wow. Yes, you're around episode number 30, which you can also find at www.homohappyhour.com that Vanessa was with us during COVID whenever we were not in the studio. Yes. COVID 1.0 and Mm. 2.0. When we were at Wade View Park and having episodes in the park, which you can find out there. But, so there's other stuff to talk about. And, of course, we can't really think too much highly of certain people, Dr. Oz, because <laughs> they simply have to do, they, they do different stuff, like talks about J.K. Rowling and saying she's brave. <laughs> I would say so, brave. I'd say scared, baby. Dr. Oz defends J.K. Rowling during a bizarre a speech about trans people and Oprah. So, basically, he was talking somewhere about this, and it was recorded and leaked. And Dr. Oz, if anybody doesn't know already, he's been a U- U.S. Senate candidate for three weeks for Pennsylvania, where he didn't live because he lives in New Jersey, but he just 
whatever he his candidate his gubernatorial. Gubernatorial. I am having the words today. I don't care. I own it. Gubernatorial candidate. Whenever he went up for Pennsylvania for that, then he bought a place in Pennsylvania. And he just told Oprah to stay out of it. Yes, he told Oprah to stay out of it. That should say it all right yeah. there. He he says it's not fair to only protect one group of fi- people to a defense of feminists from c- cancer culture and the brave anti-trans author J.K. Rowling. Okay, she's not brave. It's a whole other conversation. He's oh like totally calm. He thinks because <laughs> she has made her trans remarks, which <laughs> he agrees with pretty much, that he says the transgender issue is kind of diluted a bit. The suicide rate among transgender adults has grown and this is critical to understand we have to have compassionate on this problem it's a devastating one then he explained that trans people have to figure out whether they want to stay closeted and keep living the lie they don't think that they are who they are or come out and be who they truly are but then he kept going down here he said then you layer on top of that the changes to our society that hurt other people in an effort to protect one group of people and that's not fair he suggests that feminists are being harmed by trans inclusion. He said, feminists have very eloquently fought for the ability to have women's sports be on equal ground as men's sports, and this takes away from that ability. Oh, Lord, where to start, really? Exactly. And then he turns around and says that he argues that, you know, what I just said can't be said. I couldn't have said it on the Dr. Oz show, and you need to be able to say those things. But what he did say on the Dr. Oz show was a lot of medical inaccuracies. Right. I don't even trust his doctors. If I don't trust you as a doctor, I don't want you representing me in Congress. That's just me. Exactly. Exactly. He even even comes up and says, you know, this isn't about being hateful or harmful. I'm not trying to make anyone's life miserable. You are. You are. (laughs) You're not trying to have a conversation. I'm respectful of how difficult it is, but we have to be able to say these things in America. To quote Elf, you sit on a throne of lies. And then he says there might be some cases where it doesn't matter he tries to butter it a little bit there might be some cases where it doesn't matter but if you're a bodybuilder or a weightlifter it matters let them eat cake exactly i can't i mean that i talk okay well he's not going to get the gubernate the governorship mm, <laughs> we got no Oh, that's true who knows who knows what do you Who's think about no? that vanessa don't ask Who's Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, who's Mo? No, she asked, tell her, who is Mo? Ron DeSantis. Oh, but Mo. Mo Ron DeSantis. Oh, uh, I should have saw. I walked right Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, honestly, I... Covered in a curtain of shame. <laughs> um, which topic are we going back to? Are we talking about... Uh, whatever you want to Feminism say. and J.K. Rowling, or what are we talking about? Yep, whatever you want to I mean, say. honestly, I really don't have an opinion on that one like that one's a hard one for me to sit with like because i feel like she makes a lot of statements maybe out of fear and ignorance but that's not really an excuse and it's not someone else's job to really educate you on how to be a decent human but i mean i do understand the plight of like feminists and the feminist movement like over the last hundred years but i mean i don't feel threatened as a feminist by trans people Right. So I wonder where that's coming from and why we can't have a conversation about it. 
And for somebody, it's like you can't have a conversation about it at all. Right. And that's where I have a problem. Is they don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. They right. just want to make They want to talk about it, but the people that don't want to hear it don't want to talk. Right. That's fair. Right. Yeah. They'll have their opinion and they will talk, but only whenever it's like minded people around. It's a necker. Well, like in Oz's case, yes. I mean, he's moving to a whole other state to tell people he's never lived with how to, how to well, you know. So for me, I'm like, he's the worst person to be trying to have dialogue on this subject. If he wins, he's moving. If he don't win <laughs> that, you know that. Okay, there's a house on the market. <laughs> he just bought a place there and they didn't say anything about him moving there. Well, I I still think he's the worst person to like try to bring up any kind of dialogue on that subject. Yes, yes, I think so too. Very much so. <laughs> That's so. just my opinion. <laughs> but then you got Joe Manchin bargaining on behalf of West Virginians, and I happen to be one, and he's not doing anything to help poor people. Right. He likes to use his own kids as an example for his decision making, and I don't like it. His daughter took over Mylan Farter. Pharmaceuticals that used to was, was a family business in Morgantown, West Virginia, and outsourced everything while she made all the killing of the profits and then closed it and left all those people there with no jobs. Oh my gosh. No, girl, no. Yeah, but on to a little bit more positive. <laughs> happy, girl, happy, girl, happy girl, happy life. <laughs> happy vibes, happy vibes. <laughs> so, yeah, on to something more positive. This is going to be happening anyway, so some positive stories oh, also. Balance to the force. There's a list of top body positive books to read in 2022. Since we talked about books being banned and all this kind of stuff, let's talk about some body positive books. The first one is called Hunger, a memoir of my body by Roxanne Gay and she's pretty much it's her seventh book it's her first memoir Um, it's a New York Times bestseller and it's basically it's very honest about weight gain and the struggle with food health and body uh, body image Um, and basically what she explains uh, that her memoir is not a weight loss success story and she won't describe how she went from plus size to thin Spoiler alert, she doesn't lose any weight. Okay. Instead, she is much more into self-love, compassion, and acceptance. And power. You don't love yourself. How are you going to love anybody else? Exactly, exactly. So um, it's the book is about her body. So she's not playing up to saying, oh, I'm this skinny, you know, skinny mini. It's about, you know, loving your body, which is wonderful. That that's Body positivity is, you know, it's a big thing right now. It takes mindfulness. It doesn't come easy. Exactly. And the second one is by Jess Baker. And it's called, she is a blogger, career photographer, and self-love advocate. Her first book, and it's called Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls, A Handbook for Unapologetic Living. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it really, I'm like, oh, that's really great. So, um, now, one of her blogs, The Militant Baker, has been featured in Time Magazine, People, BuzzFeed, CNN. So, there's lots of stuff. But this, um, Things No One Tells a Fat Girl, uh, it details a life-changing movement of learning to love your body. At the forefront of the fight, she encourages her readers to reject fat shame and to challenge preconceived notions about the perfect body. So her books for anybody who's, you know, who, who, with a body who are sick and tired of apologizing for it. So it's not just, you know, for fat girls or fat people like the, like the title says. It can be for anybody that, you know. Okay. To love, I'd be scared to love. the title, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> the next one is the F bomb at diet. Eating should be easy. <laughs> and so it's by Caroline Duner. She's an ex dieter. She's healed her unhealthy, unhealthy obsession with food and weight. She believes you don't need to change your diet or try something new. You need to change the way you think about food. Exactly. Diets are unsustainable, not in the long run, and putting your body through the dieting and binging isn't healthy or enjoyable. <laughs> so basically it encourages readers to eat, but understanding that when your body is hungry and meeting your body's need with food, but you have to be present, not just like, oh. Absolutely. And being present in it and listening to your body. I do that on a daily basis. I know when my sugar's starting to go low. I know when I need yeah. electrolytes in my system. Yeah, you've learned you've learned all that. Yeah, for oh. this especially recently. Right now, yeah. The next book is from Anashuka Reese, and it is Beyond Beautiful, a practical guide to being happy, confident, and you in a looks-obsessed world. Now that sounds like a good book. It's basically a captivating self-care publication. <laughs> so basically, they call it a self-confidence Bible that every woman should read. Well, well, what about me? It's it's a guide for a college course, and the first chapter is adequately named Body Image 101. 101. They never, yeah, she had never heard, and she teaches about, you know, the term body neutral, that being body positive is a step in the right direction, so we need to change our beauty standards in society. Um, She interviewed 600 real women about their struggles with body image. And that's that book. And the last book is by Lindy West, and it's called Shrill, Notes from a Loud Woman. (laughs) (laughs) I want that. That I love. She she began her writing career as an opinion writer for New York Times. So her name is Lindy, L-I-N-D-Y, Lindy West. West, W-E-S-T? Yes, like Kanye. Or is he East? Yeah. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> So the title sounds familiar to some people because there is a Hulu series of the same name. <laughs> it had um, A.D. Bryant from Saturday Night Live yeah, in it. I caught a couple episodes of it. Yeah, and she and it also got an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. So basically it's a feminist and humorous take on the women's body Im- image. It describes the experience of many women feel when they need to shrink themselves down to hide and blend into society. She writes about her personal struggles with body rate and that exact feeling. Like she, a quote from the book is, please don't forget, I am my body. When my body gets smaller, it is still me. When my body gets bigger, it is still me. There is not a thin woman inside of me awaiting excavation. I am one piece. That's pretty true. cool. That's true. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's true with anybody, with any subject. But, yes, especially with fat, you know, with not fat, but. I'm I was about to say, over overweight. Yes, overweight. Or anybody that has body issues. The loud woman, that's what she is. I was getting the different the different body the different ones confused. Yes. Because I'm still back on no one thinks no one will tell fat girl to handbook for unapologetic living. I'm still on that book. I was just like, okay, well, that sounds so cool. I legit want to read it. But to be honest with you, all these books sound great. That's one reason I was like, oh, well, these books sound great. Let's look at them. No, you got a really good list there. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. Hindu.net. <laughs> so, anything Sorry. else you want to people you want to talk about? Yes. Personally? What? The man that got arrested in Clearwater. Which one? That had the stuff around his junk. What? Let's talk. Tell me about it. Oh my God! Then you go ahead and this is your time. You talk about okay. it. Tell me. About I want to do a segment called <sighs> Florida Man. <laughs> yes. So this Florida man last week claims that the drugs deputies found wrapped around his P E N one five. Yes. Did not belong to him. Huh? The oldest excuse in the book. Of course not. That's not mine. 34-year-old Patrick Florence was riding in a car that was pulled over for driving without its lights. The driver of the vehicle was arrested for poli- arrested by police for DUI and possession of marijuana. When oh. they searched the car, they found Florence's gun under the seat. At this point, they searched Florence and found bags of methamphetamine and cocaine wrapped around the said P. Oh, my goodness. Wow. As he was arrested, he stated the package wrapped around his P was not his. Oh, my goodness. Just wound up there. The drugs just happened to, like, flew in the window. Fall into his lap. Flew in the window, <laughs> landed through your clothes, around your junk. Uh, I don't know if his case is going to stand up in court. Get through, get through your your shorts or jeans or whatever you're wearing. But possession is nine inches of the law. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a very good one. (laughs) I just couldn't believe he had the sheer audacity to say that this stuff that's there, and we all know that there isn't really readily accessible, was not yours. So, wait, they had a drug-sniffing dog that I found. No, they patted him down. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. How would you have? Oh, my gosh. First of all, I would have hit it. (laughs) Maybe someplace still covered by said underwear, but I would have hit it. Right. Not just wrapped it around my... Tuck it. ...girthy member. No, tuck it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. That's crazy. I love Clearwater. Clear, oh, Florida man. <laughs> oh, Florida man. I don't know if this is a Florida person, but another weird news. Did you guys, like, read about that woman on the airplane who was nursing a cat? No. no. Oh, my God. It was the most bizarre. What? Look it up. It is absolutely no. bizarre. And they, they did not arrest her. They did not arrest her. She went on about her weird way after the flight landed. I am not making this up. I about died when I read it, and he's about to prove it. (laughs) Woman caught. Oh, my gosh. This was in the beginning of December. Yes, it was my flight came back from the city. Woman caught breastfeeding her hairless cat. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention the cat was hairless. about to come apart. On a Delta flight, I hope it wasn't yes. Stephen's and flight. And I fly Delta, so I kind of died. <laughs> a woman took a Delta flight recently, wasn't kitten around when she whipped out her breast <laughs> and started feeding her hairless cat. 
She wasn't kidding around. <laughs> she was flying from Syracuse, New York okay. to Atlanta. Okay, I knew it was close to Florida. <laughs> a flight attendant told her repeatedly to stop and put your cat back in his cage. <laughs> <laughs> And the woman refused. Oh, not real. Oh, my God. I'm dead. And a a message was sent from the aircraft communications addressing and reporting system to alert alert the Delta crew in Atlanta that a passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in its carrier when flight attendant requested. (laughs) There you go, folks. You're welcome. Please tell me there's a video somewhere of this. Oh my goodness, somebody had to have. Oh, Delta's got to have a video of that cat. They have to. Everybody always picks, everybody always, you know, picks up their cell phones and starts taking video. We need to call Mo. Oh my God. That's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. You're welcome. Top news of the week. Oh my word. No shortage of entertainment. It's like COVID has seriously brought all the crazy out. It's like, so <laughs> twisted. How oh old? I have questions. How old was this cat? How was the lady? <laughs> well, it can't be after a certain age because she's still lacking. Yeah. I mean, but was she though, or was she pretending? Well. This is so much to wrap your head around. So many questions. (laughs) So many questions. Did she have a little sling that covered it all up and that was what freaked people out? I (gasps) wish I could have been on the flight. She buys the specific bra for breastfeeding. And then then she holds (laughs) a hairless cat. First of all, yes, I want thank you. Thank you. Ow. Ow. Kitten teeth are sharp. Very sharp. She must have coins. <laughs> I got. She just holds the kid under it, just lets it drip down like a faucet. <laughs> Express yourself. Oh! <laughs> That is so funny. Oh, Lord. Jesus, Lord. That is so funny. (laughs) So, So what about you, John? What's some weird news for you? Oh. Did you see the eight types of Karens? Oh, yes, the eight types of Karens. I thought that was really funny this time. Yes, you have it out there? Yes. Tell tell about the eight types of Karens. The first one is actually an Ashley. Yes, an Ashley. The second one is actually named Becky. Yes, Becky. The oh, third one is God. a Carol. Becky, look at These her. all but just seem like that makes no, sense. There, there's, there's definitions that they do underneath the Karen headline. So it's like Carol Becky or Carol Joe. Copy. And then there's the real Karen. And you don't want to mess, you mess. mess. <laughs> don't mess with her. <laughs> <laughs> don't f, don't f with real Karen. <laughs> don't mess with her, and don't put it on your junk. <laughs> Maggie's and Miss Anne's, which are usually Southern. Uh huh. And then there's the Jennifer. Oh, is that like the innocent Karen? Yes. And then the best one is Karen 2.0. Oh no! Because that's like a super 
Transformer Karen, but oh all the gosh. other Karens get together and make a giant right. Karen. Right. You don't want to mess with Karen. Karen. Mega Karen. Karen Tron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, guess what it is? No. It's time again. <laughs> This has been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, yeah, yeah. the Homo Happy Hour, yeah, the most unique radio show and podcast of its kind. You can find our episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. Remember, we are one human family, somewhat dysfunctional, but still a human family. Always fight the good fight, swing first. Remember, let justice roll. Roll. I'm DJ Crazy JC John. Elderberry here. I Nessa. love you, and we will. See you next Tuesday. I think it's Shia Man. Miss Macron. Shia Man. She look like a man. She look like a man. She look like a man. Mrs. Swan, you look like a man. Can we talk about the president's wife again? <laughs> yeah, she look like a man. She might see you. Be careful. <laughs> She's in France for the naked ladies dance. All right, Miss Macron. You better watch. Oh.